0: This is How to Country, episode, Considering a Greenhouse? Watch this first. So welcome back to another How to Country, and today we're going to be talking about greenhouses. And we have a local greenhouse owner with us today, Frank, he's uh, got a bachelor's in business and also a diploma in greenhouse management. So he's going to talk to us about starting a greenhouse, certain certain things to consider when thinking of starting a greenhouse, should you have a greenhouse, should you not have a greenhouse. So Frank, what uh what can you tell
1: us? Well, uh for starters, um you should have a greenhouse. Everybody should have a greenhouse. Okay. That's something that's something I uh, a conclusion I came to a while back uh, where I used I had an office job, and I used plants to for relaxation and, and regeneration. Uh, so I started out with a small greenhouse. Um, that has since grown into a big part of my life, as you can see here.
0: So what are some things like, when you're wanting to start a greenhouse, do you need a greenhouse like this, or can you start with something
1: smaller? You can definitely start with something smaller. Uh, probably one of the simplest uh greenhouses that you 'll see is just a lean to built on the side of a a, a shed or a yeah. or a house and uh, covered in plastic or glass and that 's enough to to help you with gardening
0: so is there any big difference between plastic versus glass?
1: There actually is um, glass looks great um, in more moderate climates where heating is not uh not as big of an issue and light is more of an issue glass is preferred up here in the north where we have cold winters and springs but a lot of light in the summertime having a single sheet of plastic uh, is fully sealed unlike glass which has cracks around it or has many many joints so uh, in this environment a plastic greenhouse actually is superior okay and the cost is less as well
0: Okay so when starting a greenhouse what are the key things you would tell any person getting a greenhouse that they need to consider before even starting?
1: Well it does make a difference whether you know you're doing it as a home greenhouse or commercially but uh, let's say for a home gardener um, I would say it's nice to have something really close to the house maybe even a sunroom off the side or a lean-to or near the house something that you can Go and check on your plants uh, frequently. The larger your uh, your greenhouse operation, commercial operations, you can uh, put it wherever. Yeah. Uh, but if, the more you're leaning towards commercial, the more room you need—not just for the greenhouse itself, but for parking and for room to move around outside. Yeah. Um, uh, other things to consider, of course, are orientation to the sun. Um, you know, a a freestanding greenhouse can be wherever, but if you're here in the caribou anyway, if you are uh, just going to do a lean tone off off the side of a house, maybe better to have something that's faced east or east and south so that you get the morning bright light without the crazy heat that that you would get if it was south-facing. Those are some things. Having a having a level flat area is important. Um, Here again, we have a fair bit of uh, snow in the winter, or we can. So you certainly need to leave a buffer of of room on each side of the greenhouse so that when the snow slides off, you have uh, have some room for that. Um, Just access to power or water uh, would be other considerations.
0: Okay. And what about like, can you just set it on the ground or it's going to blow away because if you get a windy area?
1: Yeah, a, a few things I learned early and still have a lot of respect for is the power of the wind. <laughs> so, um, again, preparing for a greenhouse is often probably the most important part where you need, like I said, you need a, a flat, a level area and, um, Greenhouses are like airplane wings, and they want to lift. Yeah. A lot of people worry about um, greenhouses collapsing under the weight of snow. Many, many more greenhouses are destroyed by coming off the ground and, and uh, being lifted off the ground and blowing away. So you do need to find a way to anchor the greenhouse to the ground. Smaller okay. greenhouses can be pinned to the ground with, with stakes or whatever, but larger ones usually have concrete uh, holding them down
0: and you have concrete on on your frame
1: yeah each hoop here has on this uh, 40 by 100 has uh, has an anchor that is 18 inches across by three feet deep of concrete yeah. per, per hoop so okay
0: so what are some of the main costs when starting a greenhouse
1: well the costs will start with um, preparing the site everything from uh, preparing the site the greenhouse itself, which could be anything from a home-built uh, little cold frame made out of two-by-fours and plastic, to um, purchasing uh, metal hoops, uh, and then, of course, your heating system, irrigation, tables—all uh, those things can add up very quickly, and sometimes are much more than the actual cost of the greenhouse.
0: Yeah, some people might just think, "Oh, there's the price of a greenhouse, and we'll put it up," but they forget maybe the foundation or the ground prep or the things that go in, the watering, like you said, the heating. So with heating, uh, what do you do for heating in in this
1: greenhouse? Well, because of where we live, we have a real uh, ample supply of wood. Um, So this is actually heated with wood heat. Um, I have had a wood-fired boiler with uh, in-floor heating. Again, that is quite expensive. So uh, right now I'm actually just using Regular wood stoves, yeah again, because I have uh, a good supply of wood available here locally, otherwise you would choose something like uh, propane powered or natural gas powered or okay. something else that's usually either heating the air or heating water circulating through the floor
0: right and then uh, what would you say for someone who wants to start maybe a greenhouse as a, a business
1: it's a lot of work, yeah, and actually you know we still we live in a in a, in a world of global competition. And there are a lot of big scale greenhouse operations that really have advantages. So if you have a, if you have a small, if, if you wanna work on a small scale, really the only way that you can do it is to capture a niche market, to add value to people by knowing your plants, perhaps having a variety. I've, I'm in a small market, but I have a large variety of plants. Which works for me. Uh, other people would choose to just grow tomatoes or just grow peppers. Yeah. Uh, and their approach to buying a greenhouse or building a greenhouse or having a business will be completely different. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Um, but check it out before you go. Uh, everybody loves to grow plants, uh, but sometimes they fall down on mm-hmm. the marketing and selling and, and con- converting it to an actual business. Yeah, a profitable be cha- business. Can be challenging, exactly. Yeah. Labor is a huge uh, component of of the business. So that is important. Either you're gonna be doing a lot of work yourself or you need some reliable help uh, to make it work.
0: Okay. And then when uh, actually starting your plants, what are mm. some good things to kind of keep in mind? Maybe the soil, maybe watering?
1: Well, um, again, I can t- tell you about my situation here. I grow, everything in containers a lot of other people or many other people will grow directly in the soil in the ground Um, so that makes a difference if you have a good uh, access to good soil and and growing medium you can grow directly in the earth in my case I'm growing everything in in containers so I start by um, growing the right crop for the right season yeah here in the in uh, Central BC, we have cold winters, so I start out with cold- tolerating, you know cold-loving uh, crops like anything in the cabbage family, um, kale, broccoli, cauliflower, um, that sort of thing. Um, they're going to love the, the beginning of the year. Later on, as it gets hotter, you have to convert to something like tomatoes or peppers or other heat-loving crops. Yeah. Uh, if you try to fight it. Um, Nature always wins, so I I start by picking the right crop for the right season.
0: So when do you start usually in the season?
1: Well, we start salad mixes here, uh, anything in the cabbage family, like I said, kale and um, pak choi, spinach. Uh, Well, I've started as early as as mid-January, or sorry, I've actually started seeding in December, but I found there that was a little too early. Now we are starting most of our crops at the beginning of February, okay, and that includes uh, planning ahead we'll 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 also plant our onion seedlings and and uh that sort of thing early on
0: okay, and then you keep the greenhouse mostly closed and then and the fire going because yeah in February we're still getting very cold weather
1: We're getting very cold weather, and here is your trade off if you have if you have the time uh, you know, you can do something as simple as uh, as lighting a wood stove, um, or or else you need to have some some propane powered heat or natural gas. But that can add up quickly, so you need to have make sure you have a return on on your investment here yeah. here in Central BC. Um, elsewhere, if you're in a warmer climate, it's just not as important. But
0: uh, okay, and then what about? with uh, starting your plants, what makes them healthy and making sure that you're getting a good, strong plant?
1: Well, uh, I start with, again, the right plant. <laughs> so, um, the right plant for the season. But um, I look for varieties that are gonna f- work in your, in your area. Um, you need Water, warmth, light are your are your main ingredients to a plant. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I start with. Uh,
0: and do you have any specific soil mix or temperature that things should be at? Or
1: I have a propagation room that has some bottom heat and I start with a soilless medium, mainly peat moss based, and uh, start my seedlings in that. I actually grow that right through my season because what I have here mostly is bedding plants, so they're often going out the door and heading for the home gardener's
0: yeah.
1: garden, which has nice, rich soil. Right. Whereas I can just start out in my uh, soilless medium and move it along, and it's, it's at the at the maximum, it might be here for two months, but often it's it's out the door six weeks after it was seeded. So okay, that works out pretty well.
0: Okay, so what do you have started here so far?
1: Well, um, we're at the height of our, we're at the beginning of our bedding plant season, but uh, what's been going for some time now are some of my salad mixes. You know, we've here, here's actually, here's some cauliflower that just came out today, but it could just as well have been kale or anything else. Uh, These were planted less than a week ago. So I always ask the question, where is it going next? So when I plant a seed, so many of us just love to get started in the wintertime when it's dark out and we just want to grow something. So you start your tomatoes way too early and by right. the time that they actually get out, they're long and stretched. So I always say, where's it going next? And um, uh, so a, a cold loving crop can come out a day, maybe two days even after it's germinated. Uh, I, I'll bring it out here. And then after a few weeks, you know, it's going to... Uh, going to be a seedling like this. Uh, It can't stay too much longer in a small pot so it'll have to end up either in a larger salad pot like that or uh, you know a four inch pot or something like that. Yeah and
0: uh, And it's just the same soil mix and everything. It's the same soil mix. With some perlite and then there's some lime mixed in there.
1: That's right it's got uh, it is it's good to have soil that has good aeration and that's why I use this soilless mix because it has the Heat expanded clay, the perlite, provides good air in there and um, something that'll hold the moisture nicely. But and peat moss works pretty good for that. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of a lot of mineral soil is just too dense, like yeah. outdoor what you would call dirt or whatever, is is just a bit too dense and um, doesn't have enough room for air in it for for ceilings. Okay. So you can also use your greenhouse to start Plants for the outdoors, mm-hmm. um, uh, so things like onions, which I wouldn't grow in a, in a greenhouse, I start my seedlings in February because yeah. they take a long time to go, But you know, a seedling tray doesn't take a lot of room, and so you can get a lot of plants um, ready for the outdoor in a small amount of space. And uh, that's
0: and then some things like tomatoes. I guess you'd keep in the greenhouse because they love the heat.
1: Exactly. Um, a greenhouse is just the best. Again, same here, same thing here in the Caribou. We have very variable weather. <laughs> you can go from sun to hail in a short time. Yeah. And vice versa. So this is a protected environment for for uh, a heat-loving crop like uh, tomato or pepper or eggplant.
0: Yeah. And then what about like venting?
1: Venting is here is actually critical. Uh, you need a lot of you need to be able to Um, protect your your plants not only from cold but from heat. It's uh, one rule of thumb and one thing you'll notice in the industry is that as each new generation of commercial greenhouses are put up, they're making the ceilings higher and higher even in these cold climates. The thinking used to be that if it's too big that's too much volume to heat but in fact when the heat comes uh, having having a, a, a tall ceiling allows the extreme heat to stratify up there and down here at the crop level. If you're comfortable, then your crop is comfortable. Uh, you know, your, your room temperature for a house where we're comfortable is when your plants are the happiest. Okay, that's good to know. So about the venting then, um, for a, a lot of uh, home gardeners with a smaller greenhouse, we'll just have a little vent on one end, maybe a fan, Often that's just not enough. You're better having something that roll with the sides roll right up or you can open, really open it up um, to, to let that excess heat out. Yeah,
0: and have good airflow. And that also helps with disease and...
1: It does. Um, air circulation is, is critical for a couple of reasons. Um, one, for example, just, you know, just the process of the air moving and making the stems move send signal to thicken up the stalks so that they don't not stretch so much but the other thing is that air is mainly made up of nitrogen and people don't realize that that plants need fresh air also for food or you know CO2 and nitrogen and yeah. Um, so that's another reason to have some good good air circulation.
0: Some greenhouses even have CO2 generators in them.
1: It's all true. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the commercial houses at the coast here in BC will burn propane or natural gas during the day inside the greenhouse because that's the food, but they're using it. they're, they're exhausting their furnaces in the greenhouse for the food while they're heating water. and then at night, They'll just return that hot water from a storage unit mm-hmm. to heat But they make sure they capture the uh, CO2 coming off of the propane burners So a little mm-hmm. trick that they use to get the maximum out of their propane Very both heat and food
0: So then with uh, a small greenhouse you said some of those little vents might not be enough and what if um, like during the day I know some of the issues that you can run into with a small greenhouse is in the morning maybe you work all day and it's cold in the morning, yeah. and it's closed up because you don't want your plants to freeze. And we're getting below freezing temperatures. That's right. And but during the day, yeah. it could get very hot. Right. So then, you have a problem with with yeah. venting.
1: Yeah. And uh, some of this is just about expectations. I'm lucky because I live where I work, so I can check on my greenhouse all day long. Um, but if it was a home gardener, you can't you can't make a living on just a little greenhouse so yeah either someone has to be there or there are there are automatic vents you can get you know paraffin wax uh, l- uh, louver openers mm-hmm. um, you can get um, roll-up sides with um, a little machine that will sense the temperature and then roll up when it gets hot and roll down yeah. when it's uh, cool enough for me personally I like having a grower around like I like. I think it's always helpful to have someone who's got the weight of the, the burden of, their, of the plants on their shoulders yeah. and, and is watching out for their Monitoring, needs. Monitoring, Exactly.
0: Every, making sure everybody's happy. Yeah,
1: exactly. But that is a, definitely a challenge, having cold mornings. Uh, um, and how often do you have
0: to water everything?
1: Well, the smaller the plant, the more frequently you need to watch it. Um, I, I tend to, with these smaller little seedlings, you know, you can see already in a, in a couple of hours that this has been here, the edges start to dry. So it's it's going to require attention a lot more than, than a larger crop or a larger container. The other thing is um, some plants uh, just can tolerate drying out more than others. With my bedding plants, with my flowers, I like to keep them dry and let them dry back a lot um, it sends the roots to the bottom of the pot. Uh, it prevents, you know, fungal diseases and things like that. Um, whereas veggies, uh, a lot of veggies don't like to dry out. They they want to have a good good access to moisture all the time. Okay,
0: is there a big difference between flowers versus veggies? Starting them in the greenhouse or
1: um, vegetables tend to be faster growing. Most. Vegetables are annuals and uh, actually get up to size quite quickly, at least the ones that uh, that you need here for here in the caribou. So anything in the cabbage family, broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi, brussels sprouts, anything like that will grow quite quickly. Um, other uh, flowers actually tend to take a little longer to, to develop.
0: Do you add uh, more fertilizer to the flowers than to the veggies or you keep everything the same?
1: Well, here in my business, um, my plants go out the door when they're quite young, so fertilizing isn't as much of an issue. Um, I'm counting on my vegetables going to the home gardener, home gardener's garden, which has got the nutrition in it. Yeah. Uh, for flowers, you do, if they're in a container, you're going to need to supplement them with some sort of liquid fertilizer or or a slow-release fertilizer that you add into the soil. So. Uh, when it comes to watering of plants uh, a lot has to do with how much variety you have. If you have a single crop in a greenhouse you can set up an automated water automated watering system for that because all the plants in that house are about the same age and are developing at the same time so your watering needs are um, similar for, for the plants. In, when you have a, a a bedding plant business with many different sizes of pots, different flowers, different plants, vegetables and flowers, then it's a little, then you pretty much have to, to, to water each plant individually. I happen to water by hand with a watering can or a hose, which is rather primitive, but it, it, the plants get the best uh, attention for me um, during this season later on uh when I just have tomatoes in here then I then I automatic automate with a drip system. Okay. But
0: yeah so I guess it's it's simple or complicated kinda as you want it to be. Exactly. And uh so these are some things that you can consider when if you want to start a greenhouse. And uh we thank you very much, Frank, for having us and talking to us. Uh this is Frank's busiest time of year. You can see all the plants in here. And so we really appreciate you talking to us today. So hopefully this video was helpful to you guys and you enjoyed the video. Uh, Please like, share and subscribe and watch out for more How To Country videos on ADTV.